Good morning again. Is, the Lord is definitely in this place. Hopefully you recognize it. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to be with people who love the Lord. It's good to worship the Lord together with you. And it's good to spend some time in the Word. As I heard some people sharing, at least I shared during that greeting time, that, man, we had church already. Carrie brought the message. And uh, we could go home knowing that God spoke to us. And, and uh, as I shared, um, God knows what he's doing, that he prepared this message. I, I asked early on this last week, God, what is it that you want to share? What is it that people need? Rather than just me t- teaching something that I like to teach on, what do people need? That's where I started off in preparing for this week's message. And God knows what we need. And so I'm believing that Carrie's not the only one uh, that's kind of going through that, that could use um, some strength. And that's where we're headed today. That's the title of my morning's message is, is Strength is Available. Strength is available to us. And I I was thinking about um, how when I was preparing this message, I I felt like how God sometimes he's so comforting and so gracious and kind like Carrie to that spider. And sometimes he's pretty rough and tough with me and slaps me around and tells me what I need to know. Like he kicks me in the butt. And I was thinking about your story, Carrie. I'm like, man, if I saw a spider in my shower, that thing would be dead. Like, right? Like I I wouldn't be so nice to it. And so I'm so glad you got to bring the nice comforting word this meeting. So now I don't have to be so comforting. I can come and be the side of God that just kicks our butt. Um, No, I I can do both. But that was my prayer. Some of what I have to share this morning is that's what God likes to do. He sometimes he shows me where I'm weak and where I need to mature. And he's not so nice. He comes as a dad and says, hey, get your act together. This is not okay. This is not acceptable behavior. And so I love that I have a good father in heaven that knows how to do both. He knows how to wrap me around and hug me when I'm crying, and other times when I I don't need to be coddled, that I need to be disciplined. He does both. And so I'm praying this morning that God does that to all of us, that he loves on us, comforts us, but that he also, if I'm allowed to say that term, kicks us in the butt, uh, that he tells us, hey, grow up, mature, get your act together, right? Don't be such a donkey, as as Carrie was saying, right? Um, So that's where we're headed this morning, this idea of strength. Strength is available. Sometimes we wallow, like she was, like Carrie gave the testimony, we wallow in our own self-pity. We wallow in poor me. And I feel like sometimes we're like, oh, I just can't. Poor me. I can't. I can't. I can't. And my kids know that's a word I hate in my household. I can't. I'm like, oh, don't say that because it's not so anti-biblical. Everything that God says is you can. You're more than a conqueror, right? And so this morning, be prepared to hear the word of the Lord to you that might come in different my different forms, but this idea of strength. I think about it, that there's, there's verses, right, that he gives strength to the weary, right? He increases the power of the weak. He's so kind and generous, and he's a good God. And other times, it's on the back of our foyer, Joshua 1.9, right? He tells Joshua, be a man. Be strong and courageous. Don't be discouraged. Why are you discouraged? Why so downcast all your soul? Get your act together, right? And I love that God, he brings both together. And so, in Hebrew, this word strength is actually... Benjamin's good friend's name is Oz. In Hebrew, Oz means strength. And it's used about 100 times in the Old Testament. And like I said, all kinds of different different ways. Um, But it means this, right? Might, power, energy, vigor, capacity to do, act, or work. Manifest energy to endure and resist. Strength in overwhelming degree. Who here would say that is how you're living your life right now? Right? Right? Some of us, maybe, but some of us, we read that, we're like, yeah, I would love to have some extra capacity to overcome, to endure with overwhelming, right? What is it, overwhelming? Degree. That's what the Lord wants for us. There is strength to live this way, 
And it's available to us. And I, I, I wrestled with titling this message, you know, seven ways to get strong, right? Or I, oh, as soon as I said that, I, I think of, sorry, probably a show I shouldn't even recommend. But in the 90s, there was a Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live skit. Um, uh, already people shaking their head. I shouldn't be referring to it. Um, but Hans and Franz, like Hans and Franz, I'm here to pop you up. Um, that's my job this morning. It's to say strength is available, but how do you get it? How do you get strength? And I want to look at um, some ways to get strong. And, and reading, I realized David, he strengthened himself in the Lord. David was a mighty man, and he produced mighty men. And I was reading just the beginning of Psalms. I was just kind of skipping through the Psalms, and I realized, oh, man. In fact, I'll tell you, it was actually... Can I say this? Sometimes I do my devotional reading where I'm disciplined and I'm, I'm reading through the books of the Bible. I have set things I'm going through. And other times it's just leisure. Like I share with you, I have some of my favorites. You know, I have, I have my Romans chapter 8. I got my Philippians book. I got um, Psalms. There's some Proverbs that are just my favorites. And so in Psalms, I got ones that are underlined. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. And so part of what I'm doing this morning is sharing with you some of my underlined Psalms. Um, and so we're going to go through Psalms chapter 1. And this is kind of the first strength that's available to you or strength that God wants to say, all right, it's time to grow up, right? And Psalms chapter one, the very beginning of the Psalms, it says this, blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And finally, we get to verse three. That's the one we're gonna talk about. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, right? Who produces fruit, in its season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Yes, I've memorized that one because I tell it to myself over and over again. How do I get strong? Well, am I spending time in his word? And I feel like that gets preached probably a million times on Sunday mornings. Are you spending time in God's word? Are you spending time in God's word? But the, re- the reality is, if you are weak and weary and you're not spending time in God's word, it's your own fault. It's my own fault. If I'm just, oh, I don't know what to do, and I have a self-pity party, probably I'm not strengthening myself in God's word. I'm not delighting myself in meditating on it. I know that can be, like, again, this is kind of the kick in the butt thing, right? I'm just telling you, if you're weak and weary, it's available for you. Strength is available for you, and it's in his word. It's in his word. That, that verse 3 says, right, let's see if this lines up how you would describe your own life. Are you someone that is planted? You're planted. Like no matter what goes on in life, the storms come and go, but your roots are deep. Like, man, nothing can shake me. No matter what goes on, my faith, man, it's deep, it's secure. Maybe that is you. Maybe some of you are like, I would love to have that kind of faith. Well, it's available to you to be planted, to be planted not just in any ground, but by the rivers of living water. River, Jesus said, I came to give you life that you might have it more abundantly. And he's talking about there's rivers. He says in another place that rivers of living water will flow out of you, which is the Holy Spirit. You can be planted in a continual source where the Holy Spirit is continually filling you with strength that is overflowing, that you are providing strength for others. That's available. And, and sometimes I read God's word and I'm like, yeah. That's available for those people over there. Like in seasons, I can be like that. But what does God's word say? It says that even 
when it's dark and dreary and it's cold and there's no life all around, it says that his leaf shall not wither. When everyone else has lost their hope, you can be so firmly planted in the word of God, knowing the word of truth. These are the promises of God and his spirit is living in me that I am not affected by what's going on around me because I have a continual source from the Holy Spirit. Strength is available to us. I, I'm saying this morning, yes, I want to encourage you and comfort you, but I want to shake us. I, I always think, I, I remember I shared, I even shared the video clip I want to do this morning from Toy Story, right? Where Buzz and Woody are talking and, and Buzz Lightyear thinks things, he's, like his head is in the sky and Woody shakes and says, yeah, are you listening to me? Sometimes I feel like that when I preach. I'm like, ah, there's strength available for you. Like, you're so weak and weary and wallowing in this thing. It's like, and I'm preaching to myself. I guess what I'm saying, it's not okay. According to God's word, it's not okay to not be strong. We come up with excuses and we say, yeah, but I'm going through this thing. We had a memorial service. We lose loved ones. We're like, yeah, but it's hard. I get it. It is hard. And I remember, I remind myself of Jesus. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He knows what it's like to go through pain. He knows what it's like. He's been tempted in every way, it says. He took on flesh. He knows everything we're going through physically, emotionally, spiritually. He knows the ebbs and flows of human life. But he lived perfectly. Jesus represents this Psalm 1-3. He was firmly, it says the spirit of God was on him and rested on him and he flourished no matter what. So I can, I can take my circumstances and I can say, well, I have this other pastor friend and I got, you know, family members that they're strong Christians and, you know, sometimes you're just having a bad day and it's okay. Well, according to God's word and according to the standard of Jesus, it's not okay. <laughs> I, I think about Jesus, I think about this, this passage. Jesus he knows what it's like to go through hard things, like I just said. The story that comes to my mind is when he found out his cousin, one of his best friends, John the Baptist, was murdered. Didn't die of old age. Was murdered. Violently beheaded. The moment he is told this news, he tells everybody, I need some alone time. I got to go spend some time with my dad. Like, I, I, I got to process this. He's human. But what does the story say? The moment he hears this, he says, I got to get alone. And he's on his way to go up on a mountaintop to be alone with the father. And on his way, he's interrupted by a crowd of people. And what does he do? He could say, no, I have an excuse to be tired and weary right now. I'm not talking to you. He has every right. He had all authority. He could do whatever he wants. But he says, all right, my leaf shall not wither no matter what. I have fruit that I can produce at all times. And so the story goes that he ministers to thousands and actually takes a boy's lunch and feeds 5,000 men, plus women and children, maybe 15,000 people, performs this miracle. He says, let's send them fed. Let's not send them home hungry. Let's send them home well-fed. So they finally leave. Ah, oh, and he gets to go spend time alone with his father, but he tells his disciples, where's the story? All right, go in the boat and go to the other side. I'll meet with you guys later. Give me some time, not just one night. Like, give me lots of time to grieve and mourn. 
But some of you Sunday school trivia, you know what happens. He goes up on the mountain, and during the night, his disciples are on the boat and afraid. And he leaves his place with the Father where he's just, this is where I want to be. But he looks down and he sees his friends struggling. And then here comes Jesus walking on the water to rescue others. I wish I could say God just wants to rescue you and to love on you, which he does, but he wants to grow us up to be in a place where we're like him, where we don't just barely get through life surviving. I, I, I don't... I don't like that word, surviving. Like, I don't know, I've seen t-shirts or bumpers. Like, I survived the pandemic of 2020. Like, man, I didn't survive. I want us to thrive. I want us to overcome overwhelmingly with overwhelming strength, that word Oz. I want us to have this vigor and vitality of life. That there's an obvious difference the way we're living our life. The source of strength we have, it's not the same as the world. So we should look different in the way we live. So that's Psalm 1-3, just kind of going through the Psalms. Psalm chapter 2, another way that strength is made available to us is, is in Psalm chapter 2, where it says that not only do we need to know the word, we need to decree the word. It's one thing to have information. It's another thing to decree it. It says this, right? Psalm 2-7, I will declare the decree the Lord has spoken to me. See, I, I love how this connects to so many other passages in Scripture. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So faith doesn't come just by getting information from God's word. Faith actually comes by hearing. So how do I build up my strength? How do I strengthen and fortify and increase my faith? It's by hearing. It's by decreeing the word of the Lord. Faith comes by when I speak it and my own ears hear it. It's building up my faith. I'm guilty. There's times where I've, heard the prompt of the Holy Spirit to decree something, and I've replied to the Holy Spirit, I don't have enough faith for that. I can't say that because I, I don't fully believe it right now. So how can I say that with a lot of confidence? Because I don't believe it. See, in the kingdom of God, it's sometimes it's opposite. You have to declare something until you believe it. You don't get to wait until you actually have enough faith and then decree it. No, you decree it until you believe it. My kids are watching a, a, a Disney movie yesterday. It was my first time to see it, uh, Luca. And um, there's, there's a line in there where Luca uh, is learning from his friend that he has to say, Silencio Bruno. And it's, it's this idea that this thoughts of what are other people going to think that you're no good, you can't, all these voices. And he, had, he taught Luca, the main character, to say, you know what, when you feel that way, when you have those lies that like Carrie's saying, those lies keep spoken to you, he just had to say, Silencio Bruno, until he was yelling it. Silencio Bruno! Like he was yelling, like, I'm not listening to you. But it was, it was amazing watching this cartoon character as he said it multiple times. You saw physically his faith building. It's the same, God's word. Psalm 2 7 says, Declare the decree the Lord has spoken to me. It's not enough just to spend time reading and getting information. I then have to prophesy my promise God you said this so it's going to happen I don't have much faith for right now but I'm going to keep saying it until I believe it strength is available to you when you read his word when you decree his word we'll keep moving on Psalm 
3.3. Another one for you. Strength is available when we remember the character of God. Remind ourselves of who he really is. We think like, oh, I don't have, oh, I'm weak, oh, I'm unprotected. Are we reminding ourselves who God is? Psalm 3.3. You, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're my glory and the one who lifts up my head. This is a great one to decree. Maybe you don't feel it, but this is the truth of God's character. He is a protector. He is a provider. It's in his nature. He can't help but protect. He can't help but provide. That's who he is. It's what he does. You know, it says that he is love. God is love. I heard a definition of love is to protect and provide. That's what you do. So sometimes I have to remind myself of how faithful he is, of how good he is. It's in his nature. He does not fail. He doesn't know how. He's never done it. He doesn't know what it's like. Even though he was a human, Jesus was a human in all ways, he never failed. That's not something he knows. And so when he sees us calling ourselves failures, he's like, no, you're not. You're under the blood. You're a child of the king. You're not a failure. We have to remind ourselves of his character. Strength comes from reminding ourselves the nature and character of God's goodness and his faithfulness, that he is good. We say it here often, right? God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I forgot I skipped over this one. Since you're in the habit of replying after me, there are some verses. I think I have some slides for it. Um, I was right after Oz, right after our strength of God. But it talks about this. Deuteronomy, you guys get to say the underlying words. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. All right. I will not be afraid, for the Lord is my strength. All right. God is our refuge and strength, a very help, or a very present help in trouble. 2 Samuel 6, 14. David danced joyfully before the Lord with all his strength. All right, so I'm kind of, Weaving here, so I forgot to talk about this, but there's this idea that the Lord is our strength. That's his character, it's his nature. He is strong, he is mighty. So if we need strength, we go to him because he's the source of strength. But also, the word of the Lord is, as we just read from Deuteronomy, Jesus quoted, he says, all of the law, all the commands can be summed up in what? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. What do you say? But I don't have any strength. Find whatever strength you have and love them with that. See, that's what I love even about the tithe, where it's 10%. You can be the poorest person in the world and it's still 10%. You can be the richest person in the world and it's still 10%. It's just the same measure. It's the same thing with loving God. You can say, well, I don't have a lot of strength right now. Yeah, it's still the same command. Love him with all your strength. Whatever strength you do have, that's the command. With all of it. The same measure. It doesn't change whether you are physically weak, whether you're emotionally drained, whether you're spiritually, you've just been spent. That's okay. You can be drained and spent. But whatever strength you have, you better love the Lord God with all of that. And watch how he supplies all your strength. See, it's not okay to come to God and say, I have no strength, so I can't worship you. I can't love you. I can't read your word. I can't do this. He doesn't like hearing the word, I can't. It says, God's word says, he's given to each one of us a measure of faith. 
We all have some sort of faith. It's not okay to say, I have no faith. No, you do have some faith. You're just not using it. You do have some strength. Put it to work. This is me being the mean pastor kicking your butt, right? So we talked about Psalm 3. Psalm chapter 4, verse 8. We can draw it. Strength is available for us from his peace. From his peace and rest. It says this in Psalm 4, 8. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Sometimes it's not just trying harder and doing it again. Sometimes it is just coming to God and loving him with whatever strength you have, saying, God, you are my hiding place. You are my rest. I don't need to fill my life with activity and more doing. I need to be being in your presence. Why am I so drained? Why is so discouraged? Because I haven't found my rest in God, my peace in God. Physically, if you don't go to sleep for many, many days, you are physically exhausted. I, I don't know, I'm just being honest with you. I look around the church, and I'm saying here, but I see in the church today too many people who are weak and weary, and it's not okay. We need to find our strength in rest. It says in this verse that he alone, it says, I love that, you alone, O Lord, Make me dwell in safety. You alone, O Lord, give me peace. You alone, O Lord, give me rest. Rest doesn't come from eight hours of sleep. That's good scientifically and physically. It's good for you to get eight hours of sleep. But I know Sandy can tell you, there's nights where she's gotten one hour of sleep and she's woken up and had more strength that day than she ever had before. Because the rest didn't come from the physical closing of eyes. It came from the Lord. I've done both. I've experienced both in my life. I've slept. Pandemic has allowed, what, more vacation time. I've slept for like 10 hours. Like I was trying to compete with my teenage kids, right? Like I slept for 10 hours, and then I woke up the next day, and I was like tired and groggy the whole day. I'm like, I got 10. I slept too long. So my rest didn't come from physically sleeping, and I've done like Sandy. I've slept where the Lord woke me up, and I spent all night praying, and man, I had so much energy the next day. I was like, where did all that energy come from? It did not come from physically sleeping. It came from the Lord. So some of us, when we are tired, these are good things to go back to. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I'm so drained. Well, have you got your rest from the Lord? Are you trying to find rest from watching TV, from just relaxing and unwinding, doing other things this world has to offer? You'll never find your rest and your peace in those things. It's from the Lord alone. I've heard this definition that peace is quiet strength. Some of us need some quiet strength. Not some more yelling at the TV, not some more arguing with politicians and telling them how stupid they are and how right we are. We just need some quiet strength, some peace. Sometimes that comes from turning all that stuff off. <laughs> He's our shield. He's the glory. He's the lifter of our heads. See, it's not okay to keep thinking condemning thoughts. When we are discouraged, I'm telling you, you're not listening to the voice of the Father. When you're downcast, when you're depressed, when you're discouraged, those are voices from the enemy. I can tell you, Scripture says, right? Put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. 
When you feel heavy, there's actually a spirit called heavy, a spirit of depression, a spirit of suicide, a spirit of all those negative, horrible, downcast things. But he is the one who lifts our heads. He is our only source of getting rid of those demonic spirits. I love that. He's our shield. He protects us from the lies. You know, I don't know, I'll share, but being a pastor over the last several years, I was talking to the pastors, man, there's been, there's been things I've gone through that I realized like, man, the Lord has just protected me. I didn't even know those people were like behind my back just ripping me to shreds. I'm like, God, you protected me. Thank you. There's other times, man, I got ripped to shreds and I got to hear it all, right? But, but I thank God, he's my shield. Sometimes we don't have to worry what other people are saying about us. God, you're my shield. You're my defender. I don't need to defend myself. He's my defender. If God doesn't think I'm worth defending, then I don't need to defend myself, right? Then I'm def- I have to do all the work. If I truly believe that it's his character, his nature to be my defense, then I have no reason to defend myself. All right, say what you want to say. He's my defense. He's my attorney. He's my glory. He's my joy. He's my excitement in life. He's my source of happiness. It doesn't come from any other place. Oh, we're talking about peace. I went back to that one. All right, let's keep moving on. Five, Psalm 511. Another available, it's available to us. Well, I just talked about joy. Strength is available to us when we trust and rejoice in him. So it says this, right? Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. So if you are discouraged and weak and weary and you're feeling like I have no joy, how can I rejoice? Can I just be reading you God's word? I'm not the mean guy. I'm not the, don't, don't shoot the messenger. If you can't rejoice, it means you are not trusting God. If you have no joy in your life, let me tell you, your faith level is in the tank. It's in the toilet, right? Well, I believe that God is a savior of the world. Yeah. But your faith is pretty small if you have no joy. I, what's that uh, old song, right? Uh, love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage, right? You can't have one without the other. You can't have joy without trusting God. Amen. You can't have faith in who God is without joy. You can say, yeah, I have faith. I have all faith that I can move mountains. But you're this stuck-up, stodgy, stale person that no one wants to be around. No, you don't. You got no faith. You think you do. But if you had a lot of faith, I guarantee you, you will have a lot of joy in your life. (laughs) I won't go down that rabbit trail. I'll keep that one. So it says that in Psalm 511, let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. That's actually just Psalm 511a. 511b, I don't have a slide for it, but it says this in the Passion Translation, the second half. May they keep shouting for joy forever. Overshadow them, Lord, in your presence as they sing and rejoice. I'm so guilty. I'm not pointing fingers at this. I hope no one feels judged or I'm singling you out. 
But I know there are people in this room that you have been in the presence of God where other people are just really enjoying God's presence and you're like not feeling anything. It happens to me. So I'm not pointing you out like, oh, you're horrible people. No, but I just want to point this out. It says that God's presence overshadows you as you sing and rejoice. It's not that I just am so happy all the time that it's because God's presence is with me. No, it's the other way around. I choose to rejoice. I choose to be glad. I choose to be happy and put on that garment of praise and then his presence comes. It's that same thing of decreeing that it's just I do it and then I watch the result of it. I don't feel like being glad right now, God. Yeah, but it's not about a feeling. If strength really comes from his presence... It actually says, I don't have slides for it, but it says in 1 Chronicles 16, 27, strength and joy are found in the dwelling place. Strength and joy. Do you want either one of those? Yes, I want both. They're found in his dwelling place. Psalm 84, 5. We read it this morning before worship. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. Hmm. I got time for one last one. And Psalm, so I'm, I was doing Psalm 1 through 5, and then I skipped to get to the last one I really want to get to. Psalm chapter 8. Psalm chapter 8, verse 2. There is strength available to us even in our weakness. It says this, right? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. That word ordained, you can have different translation. It might say you have produced or you have uh, perfected. Or you have, uh, there's some other words. Let's see if I can find it in my notes somewhere in here. You have established, you have built, you have taught, you have ordained strength. I, I love this verse. Jesus quotes it in the triumphal entry, right? If these rocks, you know, if these people don't cry out, the very rocks will cry out, right? And then the kids are singing and dancing in the Temple Mount. Little kids are singing and dancing around Jesus. And the stodgy, unjoyful Pharisees come around and say, Tell these kids to shut up. And what does he just reply? Man, out of the mouth of these babes, God has perfected praise. But I love this. It says not just praise, it says strength. Strength is perfected in the weak ones. Think about this. Out of all of humanity, who are the most weak human beings? Infants. They can't do anything for themselves. How is strength perfected in a newborn baby? It says it out of the mouth of babes. He's perfected strength. I don't know about you, but I had four nursing babies in my household growing up. How did they get changed out of the mess they made? How did they, when they were hungry, get fed? They cried, they screamed, they woke up mom and dad. In the middle of the night at 3 a.m. They don't care what time it is. I just pooped my pants. And I'm swallowing in a mess. I don't want to be in this mess. So how do they get strength to fix the problem? Out of their mouths, they just begin to scream. I need a dad or a mom to come fix me. It's amazing. So childlike. Where does perfected strength come from? When we become like what Pastor Greg preached last Sunday. Son of David, have mercy on me. He loves to give strength to the weary. 
It's perfected when we stop trying to find strength in our own selves and we say, I need your strength, oh God. I can't do this on my own. I'm not equipped enough. I'm not strong enough. I need you. Lord, I need you. Oh, it's a, he loves to perfect strength in the mouths of the weak ones. He loves to clean up the mess of those that say, I need help. Again, I'll do it in this, this verse. Psalm 8.2, actually the second half of that, again in the Passion Translation, says childlike worship will silence the enemy. Oh, I love that. See, not only when we are like children do we cry out for mom and dad to come help us, for our heavenly father to help us. When we cry out in worship to God, it silences the enemy. Like Carrie said, all those lies, all the accusations, that's the name of, of the devil, right? He's the accuser of the brethren. How do you silence the accuser? Worship. Worship. Being weak and saying, when the accuser says, you're a weak, pathetic little being, say, yeah, but my dad is big. And greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I don't have to have this straight. I don't have to have it all together, but my daddy does. I just worship him. Oh, and it silences the enemy. As Daniel comes up and the worship team comes up just to finish us off today. I hope that you were encouraged and comforted at the same time, maybe kicked in the butt a little bit. That I can't believe Carrie came this morning giving that testimony of where she's been through and where she's coming out of and that she is alone in the room. That some of us, we would love to be like Jesus. That Psalm chapter one, verse three. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water that we produce fruit, that we do not wither in difficult times. I'm not sure how to end all this, but I just feel like there's something available. That's the title of this message. Strength is available. And I can't just preach this message and then just say a cute little prayer and have us leave. Strength is available here today. Yes, through his word, through you spending time on your own, but strength is available here in this room. The presence of God. Prayer with brothers and saints. And I would be amiss if I didn't give you an opportunity to get some strength. Hmm. So if you would like to have increased strength today, would you stand? Everyone, hopefully. Now get specific. Yes, I would love to get strong in general. But would you close your eyes? Holy Spirit, would you hone in what specifically do you want to teach me this morning? I've heard a lot of truths, but sear it into memory right now. What area of my life, in what way am I weak? And you want to be my source of strength. In what way do I need to humble myself? In what way do I need to get my act together and worship you with whatever strength I do have? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to learn before I leave this place? 
May I be a doer of your word. Not just a hearer. May you not just stir up emotions and thoughts today, God. May I leave this place having something I can go walk out. Something I can apply to my life that I will live differently because of your word of truth. I'm going to decree it. I'm going to become bold and say things until I believe it. So as we sing this last worship song, if you need prayer, this wasn't just a general truth, like God was really calling you out today. You were like, Carrie, then I just can't help but say, you need to come forward. Whether you come meet a person or you just need to come kneel at the altar during this last song. This isn't for everybody. This is for the people that you know today, God got your number. Just come to the altar as we sing this last song.